Welcome to the Tarot Coven cast. Real people, real talk, real magic. Hello out there, lovely listeners, and welcome to another bonus episode of the Tarot Coven cast. I'm one of your hosts, Jasmine. And I'm Chekanovia. And yeah, welcome to a new bonus series. We've completed our journey into the wheel of the year, and now we're shifting focus into the signs of the Zodiac and the Celtic tree. So I'll be covering the Zodiac while Jekinovia introduces us to the Celtic tree signs. And if there's if there's nothing that you wanted to say up front, I was going to dive right into Aries. No, I mean, I, like I was saying before we started recording, I'm really excited to learn because astrology yeah. is not my strong suit and uh, I'm still learning the Celtic tree signs as well. So we're just, it's all one big learning curve. Yeah, very exciting. I like this. I'm, I'm so excited to learn more about trees and I, I feel like you're the perfect woman for the job. I mean, I worship them. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> so, okay. So before I do dive into Aries though, I did kind of want to just say a brief little piece about my approach to astrology. Um, so I I study Hellenistic astrology, which is basically just traditional astrology. Um, so you're probably going to notice, like if you do, if you ha- if you are interested in astrology, if you do read about it, or or if you listen to other podcasts or or whatever, you might notice that what I outline here is a little bit different from a lot of the modern texts. So, for example. In my practice, signs are not equal to the houses. So Aries does not share the same makeup as the first house. And I'd really like to encourage listeners to kind of um, at least be open-minded to this approach and consider shifting that thinking because the houses and the signs and the planets are all very different parts of your chart and they can't just be equated so easily. And I know that feels overwhelming because when you – when you use the so-called 12-letter zodiac, uh, the first house being Aries, the second house being Taurus, makes things a little simple. But I think it oversimplifies things. And it can be overwhelming because then, yeah, there's all these other complex things that you need to learn. But when I when I stepped away from looking at astrology that way, it just like opened everything up and astrology made more sense once I stepped away from that. Like it it really opened up for me and started speaking to me in a way that it had never done before. So at the very least, just keep an open mind to stepping away from that thinking, but maybe even just step away from it. And I don't know, you'll see as we go through these bonus episodes, maybe. Um, and also, like I use traditional rulership schemes. So Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto do not rule any signs. I just use the the five traditional planets and, and the two celestial bodies. Um, I use traditional dignities and debilities. For people that are into astrology, you'll you'll know what I'm what I'm throwing down here. Um, and then what you'll see as I go through each of these signs in this series is that the way I approach the signs themselves really comes from talking about their four basic components, which are their polarity or their gender, uh, their element or triplicity, their modality or quadruplicity, and then their planetary ruler. So I think that will all make more sense as I dive into it. And Jekinovia, if you have any questions as we go along. I, I want you to hop in and ask them for sure. Oh, oh, dear Lord. I have, 
<laughs> I'll just learn as we go. We'll be here all night because I didn't understand anything you just said. All right. Fair enough. I we'll think, I think it will make more sense as I go into yeah. it, but I just thought it would be, I originally was going to bring this up at the end of my chat about Aries, but I thought maybe it would make more sense as kind of a preface. So yeah, I think you're right. Especially um, if someone's already familiar with astrology for me, of course, I don't understand what any of that means yet, but <laughs> you uh, will, you will. Yeah, I will. By the end of this series. Yes, I will. I think so. If I've done my job right. She will. All right. So first thing is the sort of approximate dates. I mean, very often you'll see a specific set of dates when you're reading like a horoscope or something, and they do differ from year to year, but the approximate dates for Aries uh, is March 21st to April 20th. So specifically for 2021, when we're recording this, it's March 20th until April 19th. And Aries always corresponds with the spring equinox, which also, as we know from our Wheel of the Year episodes, corresponds with Astara. So the polarity or the gender, and I'm I'm trying to step away from calling it the gender, but that is what it's referred to in the traditional text. So I'm just saying that for the sake of saying it, but it's polarity or it's gender. It's it's a masculine sign or it's a yang sign. It's an active sign, which means that it's expressive, outgoing action-oriented, objective, it's giving, it's faster and maybe more logic-based. Now, it's element. And when I talk about element, I mean sort of its interaction with the world. So it's temperament. And Aries is a fire sign, and, and fire is heating and drying. Uh, but it's also, you know, we associate fire with being passionate, enthusiastic, energetic, creative. It thrives on a challenge. It can be competitive, uh, but it's also willing to take the lead. And then for just a second. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. So when I hear people talking about eating for your Zodiac, is this what they're talking about? Like the fire and the water, like the elemental foods to go with it or Interesting. So I've never heard about eating for your Zodiac sign. I do know that in uh, some of the more in- Indian traditions that there is, um, there are elemental, I don't want to call them diets, but there's, you know, there, there's like a, you're like a type um, okay. that your body leans towards. And it it could have to do with um, like, you could be more fiery type. I don't know the exact one, so I don't want to say too much about it, but I know that you can sort of uh, fashion the way you eat around those things, but I haven't heard okay. this about the specific zodiac signs. Okay, I've heard it only in pass in passing, and just when okay. you were talking about that, just made me think of it. So, um, I mean, that's interesting. So, I wonder. I'll look into that and see what that's about. I mean, the thing for me, I guess, would be that you know, Aries. If we're talking about sun signs, so when I'm talking about these signs, I'm really talking about like just their their purest energy. So this isn't necessarily like um, an Aries sun or an Aries rising or Aries moon. This is just like Aries energy. Aries energy. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I guess if you were, if we were talking about sun sign, that definitely could be a thing. But then I also yeah. wonder, you know, depending on where your sun is in your chart, that might not be the thing that you look to for how you would want to eat for your sign, so-called. Like, you might actually yeah. want to look at your moon sign for that kind of a thing or your rising sign. So, but that's and interesting, I though. Different, for different points in your life, you know, if there's a relationship thing, you you want to go to whatever 
you know whatever part of your natal chart that is. Yep. But and find out from there and you can, okay, that's definitely something I want to learn more about now. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. I honestly hadn't heard about that. So I'm I'm gonna look into it for sure. So now we'll move on to the modality or the quadruplicity. And this is kind of the mode of the existence of the sign. So Aries is a cardinal sign, which means that, and in this case, it's the initiation of spring. Like I said, Aries starts at the spring equinox, but it's that very initiatory energy. It starts the season. So cardinal signs are generating, catalyzing, beginning, launching. They're kind of prone to start things but never finish. Uh, And there can be an impatience because they just want to get going. And sometimes they overcommit because they're just ready to do it all. So then when we mix fire and cardinal, it's the first spark. It's the initial charge. It's the match. Uh, But this is not a very sustainable kind of fire. It's pretty combustible. Uh, Aries is really that sprint. It's that quick workout. And so again, I mean, this is how this is how Aries gets to be what it is, right? Or or part of how it is because it's a fire sign and it's also a cardinal sign. So when you mix those two things together, that's how we get this like very impulsive, uh, intense, active energy, right? So now the cardinal is the cardinal features there. Is that for all the cardinal signs, or is yeah. it specific? I mean, fire plus cardinal. I know, but so this will be kind of yeah. So every time we talk about a cardinal sign, those same keywords will come back into play. But Aries is the only cardinal fire. So we're going to get cardinal air, cardinal water, and cardinal earth. But this is the only one that mixes cardinal with fire. Oh, that's so interesting. Right? Okay, thank you. (laughs) So this is what I was talking about. So for listeners that heard kind of our behind-the-scenes stuff, this course that I'm taking has really given me this, like, foundational layer of understanding. Like I always knew that Aries was that energy, but this is why. And this just helps. I mean, it's 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 less memorization now and it's just like understanding why Aries is the way it is, you know? Right, right. Okay, so then we add in the planetary ruler and Aries is ruled by Mars. And Mars is a planet that severs and separates and it's also very active And it rules over the day of Tuesday. So if you were thinking of, you know, if you needed this kind of energy, if you needed to do some kind of uh, a spell or some kind of ritual that needed this very um, active, fiery, uh, or even if you needed to maybe cut a cord or something, Tuesday would be a great day to do that kind of thing with Mars as the ruling planet. So then we'll talk about some dignities and abilities. The sun is exalted in Aries and If you've been listening to the Suits episodes, you'll know that exaltation is kind of where a sign or where a planet um, is sort of raised up. It's it's given a special treatment in the sign. It's it feels even more than at home. Like it's just it works really well. And part of the maybe the rationale for why the sun is exalted in Aries is because the sun is like you know, what everything kind of revolves around, like the sun is the center of everything and Aries is this very like first on the scene kind of sign. So those two energies work really well together. But also at the spring equinox, this is when the sun is really increasing in its power and it's becoming, it's going into its brightest time. So again, that like starting, beginning, launching energy really fits with the planet. 
So Venus is a planet that finds its detriment in Aries, and this is because Venus is a planet that wants to bring things together and unify and find harmony, but Aries is ruled by Mars, which is a planet that likes to sever and separate. And then we have Saturn finding its fall or its depression in Aries, and that's because, you know, Aries is like all about speed and impulsiveness, and Saturn is like, whoa, slow down, let's think about this, let's take our time. There are consequences to everything. Okay, so in my brain, I'm picturing Saturn as like this big chunk of ice and just (laughs) isn't getting along with Aries. Absolutely, yeah, Saturn is very cold in just in terms of its um, quality, I guess. Like it's very cooling. It, it, so it, it absolutely cools Aries off or it cools. Okay. Yeah. Like with that energy for sure. Oh, that makes sense. All right. And then just some keywords for Aries. It's typically associated with the, with the sentence or the, the saying of I am it's independent, solo, autonomous, bold, and courageous, impulsive, impatient, spontaneous, and it has an urgency to it. It's abrupt, direct, quick, and acute. It doesn't really have time to explain. You know, it is represented by the ram, which is which has these quick bursts of very forceful energy. Aries is the startup. It's risk-taking. It loves a challenge. But it can tend to kind of overheat and burn out and bring about inflammatory conditions and inflammatory attitudes as well. It can be the archetype of the hero or the champion. And then finally, I'm just going to round things out with some tarot associations. Now, I'm not going to dive too deeply into these because we did just cover them in the Suits episode. And a little sneak peek to season three, we are going to be talking more about the major arcana. So I'll get more into the uh, astrological associations then. But I mean, if you're trying to kind of work with some Aries energy, these are some cards that you could pull out. So the emperor associates with Aries itself. The Tower is associated with Mars. And then we've got the Two of Wands, which is Mars and Aries, the Three of Wands, which is Sun and Aries, and the Four of Wands, which is Venus and Aries. Wow. That was a lot of information. It's a lot, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it's so digestible the way you're explaining it. Now, I'm wondering, because, I mean, we're in Aries season, so is there a way that we could, like, how would you wield the energy of Aries? Like, how... How could you kind of draw that into your life and and take advantage of of that energy? Well, my first suggestion for that would to be to look at your own chart to see where Aries (laughs) is, to see what house Aries is ruling over, because I think that's where you'll have that energy sort of inherently. But also that's because we have moved into where the sun is in Aries. That's the area of your chart that's really highlighted right now. So, um, you know, let's say Aries is in your fourth house, which is sort of your house of uh, home and family, and sometimes it can even be linked to, like, ancestors, stuff like that. So maybe you have uh, a project that needed to be done on your house and you haven't taken the time to do it. Now might be the time to take action on that project. Okay. Does that make sense? It totally does. So, I mean, I'm wondering, like, for instance say there's a project you're working on and you're obviously in this energy, you're like, oh, let's do it. This is maybe the time to get all that spark work done, all that initial totally. stuff done yeah. and then wait until a more fitting, energetic time yes. for the wheel. Yeah. I don't know the other signs or how the influences go, so I don't know how long you'd wait. <laughs> well, but- I mean, that's a great point. I mean, just 
you can take the imagery of spring and of Astara itself as well. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. this is when we're starting things, right? This is yeah. when we're launching into these new beginnings. So yeah, you could take, I mean, regardless of where it falls in your chart, if you've been waiting to start something, this might be a great time to do so. Um, but you just want to be aware that this is, you, you're starting things that need that fiery burst of energy. It might not necessarily be something that's going to last a long time. If you're looking to start something that's going to have more staying power, you might want to wait until Taurus season, let's say, because that's a fixed sign. So that's going to keep you sort of enduring. But I mean, that's the thing, like the the things that you really need to get done quickly, the things you want to take super big action on right now, that mm-hmm. this is a great time to do that. Oh, I love the way that this can actually just like, you can infuse your magic right into the Zodiac. Oh, absolutely. I did not know that that was yeah. a thing, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it's going to be totally different for everybody because, you know, depending on what house Aries is ruling in your chart, depending on where like maybe even Mars is in your chart, it's going to mm-hmm. have different effects. But just generally speaking, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is yummy. It's so yummy. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Very much so. Now I get to learn. My turn. Well, we're both learning. We're both learning. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so as far as the Celtic tree signs go, it corresponds, Aries correspondence with the alder. Now this is called, again, I said this before, if I butcher the pronunciation, I'm so sorry. But it's called Fjörn in the Ogham alphabet. And the Ogham alphabet is actually um, an ancient Celtic kind of written language it's just made basically with lines that cross each other at different points oh wow yeah i mean they can be used sort of like runes like you can make little sticks mm. that's a form of divination that i haven't learned yet but it's on my list yeah on my list yeah wasn't that one of your wasn't that a 2021 goal yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna make my own set this summer and Ooh. maybe maybe i'll share that with my patrons on patreon oh that's perfect i just thought of that now i love Excellent. that so, I mean, the dates run almost the same. Uh, the dates are from March 18th to April 14th. Uh, it's the fourth month of the Celtic tree calendar, and that's a lunar calendar. So depending on where you get your information from, I've noticed there's a little bit of a difference. Some have 12 months, some have 13. Um, the 13th month in some of them is a single day, and it's the it's basically the day without a name, which is right after Yule. Okay. So, so many different ways to go at it. So I still haven't figured out where to really stick with it, but I just yeah. wanted to share that concept now. That's cool. Um, and again, it's with Ostara, the spring, spring equinox. And from the book, The Handbook of Celtic Astrology by Helena Patterson, amazing book, I highly recommend it. This will likely make way more sense than it does to me, to Jasmine. So the zodiac degrees mm-hmm. is 26 degrees and zero minutes, Pisces. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to let you take that over because I have no clue what it means. No, you were right. It's yeah. So it's 26 degrees exactly for Pisces. So it's running from 26 degrees Pisces to 2359 Aries. So when you're talking about the degrees, each sign has 30 degrees, basically 30 days for each season, right? Oh. So and then like, for example, um, my son is at 17 Scorpio. So it's like the 17th. That actually might be, I am still confused a little bit about like, um, this always trips me up with years too. Like when we're in the 20th century, the years start with 19. And I think that might be the same for zodiacal degrees. But regardless, 
My son is at 17 Scorpio. So that's like the 17th degree of Scorpio is when that's happening. So like more or less the 17th day of Scorpio season. So it's almost like a Zodiac clock. Kind of. Yeah. In my brain, that's what it's going to be from now on. Yeah. I mean, that that kind of makes sense for sure. Because <laughs> it's a wheel, right? And it's like the, I mean, and that's how the houses are built too. Okay. So you've got, I mean, at least in whole sign houses, but yeah. So basically what this is saying is that from the time I'm assuming they mean the sun, although you were saying that this is sort of based on a lunar calendar as well. So, but I don't think that would work. No, it must be the sun because <laughs> they're also giving this like almost month long, um, uh, time frame. So I would say that it's probably suggesting that this Alder season runs from when the sun reaches 26 degrees Pisces until it hits about 2359 Aries. Okay. And that's pretty much all the way through Aries. So, yeah. And I am noticing, wow. right, like it's a- April 14th. March 18th is just a little bit before Aries season starts. And April 14th is just like maybe a week before Taurus season. So that that really does make sense and is aligning with the degrees there. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Thank you for I'm glad you added that. 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 That helps me because I read that and I think I sent you a message. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to add this to the notes, but you're going to have to take the lead. No, it's no so cool. It. Yeah. I mean, I hope that helped explain degrees just in general. Yeah. Well, and I also like it too, because it just shows you how close, like related, I mean, not exact, but very closely related these two different calendars are. Totally. All right. Well, I mean, the polarity of the alder is masculine or active energy. <clears throat> Again, very similar to Aries. The element is fire and water together. Um, so interesting. And it's even more interesting later. Trust me. You're going to love it. <laughs> okay. Yay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, an alder, it grows in very soggy soil. So that's why it's very water. But it also has mm. it, the bark and the wood of it spark. And they have a really good charcoal. Okay. So that's just fire and water together. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Now, they talked about ruling planet. Again, I have I'm not. I don't know what this means, uh, but it says Mars and some sources say Neptune. Hmm. And they referred to Mars as Mor, 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 Mor. Okay. But I don't know if you can shed light on that or if that's just going to be a mystery. No, that name I'm not familiar with at all. No. Okay. Sorry, guys. So that, that's all right. That just means I've got I've to do a little more digging. So the deities associated with Alder are Aries, Bran, Arthur, as in King Arthur. Um, in some circles, he's recognized actually as a sun god and not an actual man or an actual man who was deified, hmm. depending on the stories, Apollo and Odin. And there was a goddess, her name, I think, is Circa or Cersa. But I, I, I don't yeah, know. The I feel like I've heard it Circe or maybe. Circe? I think so. Okay. I, yeah. This was the first time I'd ever heard mention of her. So I didn't want to butcher the name if I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, the only time I've heard it was on a TV show, so they might not be saying it right. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and also the goddess Ostara, or also known as Estra or Ostra, um, Ogma and Calypso, who is my favorite Pirates of the Caribbean ca- character. Oh, yeah. Saying. Oh, she's badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some keywords we've got, some themes and symbology are the pentacle which is always fun. The hawk, the seagull, the raven. Uh, the symbol, it symbolizes blood because it actually has red sap when it's cut. Ooh. Uh, well, some do. I don't know that all alders do, but I know that some, they 
actually have, it looked like they're bleeding, but it's creepy and cool Whoa. at the same time. That is cool. So that symbolizes lifeblood, but it could also symbolize war, like the spilling of Right. Blood. Yes. And that's a very Mars thing. Yeah. I thought so too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, like it, your animal instincts are represented in it and, and sort of controlling those instincts and not acting on impulse. So shielding, protection, mm-hmm. foundations, and stability, longevity. Some It represents like seeds. So planting the seeds for what you want to grow moving forward because the seeds of the alder actually, they're really, they'll grow anywhere almost. They're, it's really not picky. It just prefers wet soil. Hmm. Uh, preparedness, courage, ingenuity, always ready for battle. Persuasion, confidence, strategy, thinking two steps ahead. So if you're in a situation where you're maybe not feeling confident or secure or safe, it's time to make that plan and you can actually use the energy of the alder. So you can maybe burn some wood chips in a well-ventilated area, of course, disclaimer. Um, and that'll help to bring in that energy to help you think clearly and, and kind of think of every, every angle. Uh, it represents victory, favorable outcomes, allyship and independence. It eases stress and anxiety, uh, success in business and education. So, you know, from one witch to another, <laughs> you might want to give somebody some alder sticks. If they're going away to school or if they're starting a new business, make them a bouquet of sticks. Ooh, I love right? that. People love sticks. Everybody, well, no, I shouldn't say everybody. Every magical person mm, loves sticks. Sticks are pretty cool. I, like, I'm thinking now, going back to the wood chips, uh, that, like, that could be a part of just mixing that with Aries energy, too. Like, if you want to start something, but you want, like, a visual representation of starting something, you could, you could put that into the mix of things, right? Or then, and then you mentioned bundling up some sticks. I mean, what if that was, you know, the way that you, yeah, said like this represents the beginning of this thing or something just as like this, yeah, yeah, visual, tangible representation. And I love it because it's, it's just, it's reminding like the wood chip burning, the sticks, it's all very fire focused, which I think is perfect. Yeah. And I mean, even if, if there's something you want to release and let go of, like one of the other things is moving on, not holding grudges and just letting stuff go that you have no control over is you can make that bundle and tie it around maybe a handwritten letter of your intentions, things you want to let go mm. or things that are making you angry that you just can't seem to let go of and burn it out, outside in a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, so some divination associations is the, the rune Isa or Is represents ice which I thought was really interesting. That's why I, when you said earlier about Saturn being ice, because mm. the ice rune is actually symbolic of the Aries, which is kind of a fiery, or not Aries, Alder, which is kind of a fiery energy. So yeah, I thought that was interesting how that just kind For of sure. slid in. Uh, well, the fact that the, that is ice and then also that it's described an element as being fire and water. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the full circles that happen all the totally. time. Totally, yeah. So, and I do have a list of tarot cards, but again, we went over this in all the it's symbols, symbols, no, the suits episodes. <laughs> yeah. So I've got the Ace of Wands, the Knight of Wands, Seven of Cups, your Two of Cups, the Lovers, and Strength. Now, those I've picked out myself. I really couldn't find a whole lot of references, okay. so I just kind of took what I learned about Alder and the cards that I thought kind of reflected that. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I can say that at least as far as, you know, the Ace of Wands or the Knight of Wands, I think those also really um, have, like, 
regardless of what the traditional sort of correspondences are for Aries, I think that both of those cards have some very fiery energy to them. Uh, yeah. So does strength, but I'm I just think that that card is perfect for Leo as well. So I, I would yeah. put it down there with with Leo, but the ace for sure. I mean, it's the spark. So yeah. Well, I mean, the strength card will make a little more sense in a minute once I explain. Oh, okay, dokie. Something very fun about the alder tree or the wood from the alder tree. Okay. Okay, well, we'll start. It's sacred to the fairies. So some believe that alders are connected mm. to the fairy realm and some believe they're actually doorways to the fairy realm. Now, I know that's also true of Hawthorne. So if you see Hawthorns or alders, if you see both growing in an area, just watch your step. You're in fairy zone. Be careful. <laughs> Don't eat anything. Well, maybe this is a good time to ask this question. Do do you know where the alder typically grows? All over the Northern Hemisphere, as far as I know. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have alders in my forest. Not a lot, but I have alders in my forest. But it's just different types. Some of them have berries. Mine just have the catkins in the spring. So we should definitely include a photo so that people know what they're looking for. I mean, that's definitely something Ooh. that I... I mean... Maybe it'll become like bird watching for me or something. I'll be tree watching be because tree watching. I do not know. I I wouldn't know a. I mean, I know a Christmas tree and that's about it. But anything but, else, I'm I'm so unaware of. So a picture definitely would be helpful. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know the trees, and I mean, I shouldn't say the trees because there's a few of them that do this, but they're really tall. But they have like the ye- little yellow dangly things that in the springtime, and they kind of drop the white powder everywhere. Oh, I mean, that sounds really familiar, especially dropping. Yeah. Um, and the, their okay. leaves, most of the leaves on most of them, I think, have like really like deep ridges. Like they're really pronounced ridges on the leaf. Huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll share a photo so you can yeah. have a look. Well, and I mean, of course, it's a tree. It was sacred to the Druids. I mean, that's probably going to be a theme through this whole, <laughs> this whole bonus <laughs> series. It's going to be, yeah. the trees are sacred to the Druids. Big news. Yeah. Um. It was also used by the Druids to create wind instruments because what happens is the mm. pith, so like the middle like part, I guess, of you know, like the vein that grows up the middle of a branch. Okay. The pith was easy to remove and so that would make wood instruments. So they could kind of carve holes and then the different lengths would actually have different sounds. Cool. So a lot of times they would make them out of alder. So that's the any association with sound and music healing and, and if you're creating music, this is a really good tree to welcome into your practice wow and it was also used to make gunpowder now hmm. that kind of takes us back to kind of the mars the war the yeah the fight so what happens is, is they would kind of burn it down and use the charcoal and then grind it up and make gunpowder with it because it was really yeah flammable i don't know if they still do this but i know that back in the day that's how they made a lot of the gunpowder but it was also used to make shields so it's not only is it like going into battle but it's also protection so interesting. Because it's really strong, solid wood. Hmm. And it could kind of take, take an impact for you. And it was used to build bridges and any underwater structures because when alder is kept underwater, it actually, it lasts a long time. It doesn't really rot like most wood would underwater. Most wood would. Most wood would. Most wood would. So, <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if that's why it's also being associated with the element of water because it's, it yeah. does well there. It so. does well, yeah. Exactly. And I think that's its association with Bran as well, the god Bran, because in one of his myths, he actually became a bridge from, I believe, Ireland to Wales, maybe? Cool. I think. I'd have to double check that. But yeah. Uh, so, yeah, little mythology intermingling there. So um, would we oh. see, like, would, okay, so it does well in water. 
but when being used to build things or like would we see an alder growing somehow partly underwater or oh well they do like their roots to be wet okay so yeah if if there's water they do grow really well near water cool yeah because they'll just they'll drink that right up and they're they're really good for the soil because they're something to do with the way that their roots grow out it really takes the compaction out of the soil so it loosens the soil for mm. other things to grow and if gotcha. the, once it's cut down or it, it dies the roots rot but they're really really good nutrient dense food for the soil and for the other plants as well so it's really uh, an ecologically friendly tree not that they're not all ecologically friendly but it does over time hmm. so it helps the growth of other plants so it helps the yeah. the start of other things which is kind of kind of an Aries thing like it's got some yeah. other other things in there but just the idea of helping helping others to grow is interesting yeah yeah yeah, hmm. yeah. and if you're ever going to take cuttings or cut down an alder especially if you're going to cut down an alder tree make sure especially if you're near water ask permission from the water fairies or the guardians however you want to call it some people call them water sprites and make sure you leave an offering because it's considered really bad luck and it will bring misfortune because if you don't have their permission they will get very upset and basically curse your tree. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Don't mess around with the fairies. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't recommend messing with the fairies. Very cool. Oh, my gosh. There's so much in there that's so juicy. Yeah, it was fun to learn about. It was yeah. such a good excuse to really dive into this. I've wanted to for so long. It's just, you know, I think you kind of mentioned this already, just seeing things sort of loop back in and, and all the yeah. the different ways that things connect and but this one it's like the sim the symbology of the pentacle which we so closely associate with you know earth right yeah. but to see it come up here and i mean i guess it's a tree so it's earth in a way right like you, yeah. you can't really get away from that in a sense but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i just that one that one stuck out to me for sure yeah well and i mean if you consider the magic behind the actual branches. If you're making a pentacle or a pentagram, Ooh, yeah. if you use alder, you're going to take all that magic from the alder and put it in. So you're going to be bringing in that fire and water energy together. It's going to be very powerful manifestation. It's going to be protection, which we all know the pentacle is very protective. I love that. I didn't even think about it like that, but that is so cool. I'm, I'm very choosy on how I make my pentacle. Most oh, of mine okay. I make with um, aspen or poplar where we live we call them poplar okay cool is that one of the tree is that one of the celtic tree signs yes oh fun okay yes awesome. yes oh that's that's like one of my favorite that and pine are my two favorite celtic they're my favorite trees period <laughs> and what what sign are you under the celtic tree under the celtic tree oh i used to know this i think i'm holly I'm pretty sure I'm Holly. We should we should look up I mean, what each of us are. I mean, I feel like we've talked about it enough times that I'm a Scorpio, you're a Cancer. <laughs> I feel like everyone should know that at this point, but just in yeah. case. <laughs> yeah, just in case you missed an episode here and there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I yeah. and I know that I looked this up too, but I can't remember which one I was. I think I got really excited about it. And then I was like, well, I'll learn more <laughs> when we do our bonus series. And I don't have to memorize this right now. <laughs> Okay, oh, I'm okay. A, yeah, so I'm Holly, and you are? A reed. You're a reed. Oh, inquisitor. <gasps> oh. Well, duh. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't work a lot with reeds, but I know they. it has a lot to do with whispering wisdom, like 
basically teaching without like blatantly teaching people, just leading by example, but just giving information and letting people just use it however it resonates with them. It's it's all about communication. It's about creation. It's about creativity, like just coming up with these new ideas and these innovations. And that's about all I know of Read Energy yet. Well, we're going to learn more. Now I'm going to read it. In November, I guess. (laughs) Yes. It'll be a while away, but that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know which one you were looking at, but as I look up Holly here, it's associated with the cat and the unicorn. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not not surprised you're a freaking unicorn. Well, thanks. (laughs) And cats. I mean, I just love cats. Yeah. Well, what animals are associated with yours? Oh, I didn't look because I saw unicorn and I was like, that's it. She wins. Uh, (laughs) The hound and the owl. I really like the owl. That's cool. So, okay. So you are so a dog person and you got the hound and I'm so a cat person. Totally. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm totally well, that was really fun to dive into. Um, I This is going to be such a fun bonus series. I, I mean, I had a lot of fun with the Wheel of the Year, but I think it's cool that we're going to be like each bringing our own thing to this one. And yes. yeah, seeing all the connections should be super fun. Yes. Oh, I'm going to have so many questions as we move forward because this just sparked. <laughs> it's Aries. It just sparked <gasps> oh, so much inspiration perfect. and creativity. Awesome. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode of the Tarot Coven Cast. Stay tuned for our next bonus episode where we'll be covering the zodiac sign Taurus and the Celtic tree sign Willow. And for our next regularly scheduled episode where we'll be diving into the numerology of cards Ace through Five. And until then, everyone, keep making magic.